Joshua was also a good manager. He was a good manager. Now, it is a fact that I cannot throw away anything. My wife says, Amen. Some of you are just like me. This very day, I stood before the rack of ties in my bedroom. My wife can tell you that I've got ties there that date back to 1970-something. Don't wear them anymore, though. Some of them are that wide. <laughs> I figure if I hang on to them long enough, they'll come in style again, though. And I started to go through those ties just real quick, and I said, that's an old one. I think I'll throw it. No, I better not. I, I might use that sometime. Put it back on. I've got junk in my basement that I've hauled across six or seven states. That is not being a good manager, though. <laughs> we ought to be able to throw a few things away. That mentality goes back, I believe, to the Depression era when... You saved everything, and my daddy was that way, and he drilled that into me, and I can't hardly shake it. But Joshua was a good administrator in peace as well as in war. After he led those people to conquer the land, he also showed them how to live peaceably in the land. How to work together to split up their inheritance and to claim their inheritance. In our homes, fathers, we ought to be peacemakers. The Word of God says to fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. What that means is, fathers, whenever our children have, have done something wrong, we are to discipline them and then let it go. Don't keep harping on it and harping on it and ribbing them and holding it over their head. We are also to be good financial stewards in our home. Amen? Fathers who squander the uh, family income, who spend it recklessly. No wonder their wives, their children are in such turmoil all the time. The one thing that a wife needs most is the security of that home. And when that father runs around and just wastes stuff and spends stuff and bills come due, he's being a poor example. And God gave us a man like Joshua to teach us men how that we could be good fathers. We could be good leaders in the home and in our, in our workplace, in our church. You know, fathers can't always ride in on the white stallion and be the great hero. Sometimes fathers have to do some things that aren't popular or acceptable. Sometimes fathers have to put down a foot even if it's on somebody else's. And sometimes we fathers are not the hero that someone else could be to our kids or to our wives. But it is in that hour that our medal is tested, fathers. It is in that hour that we will either be the leader of the home for righteousness and do the right thing, or we will fail in that responsibility and perhaps cast a shadow across our family that will never be lifted. Let me share with you just real quickly a couple of examples of families. There is on record, and it has been researched carefully, concerning the Jukes family, J-U-K-E-S. A criminal family. None of them ever amounted to anything. Many of them went insane. Most all of them were criminals, and a large percentage of them were either in prostitution or something similar. A total of 1,200 descendants of this family have been traced in their life. Some 400 of these were physically self-wrecked. 310 were professional bums. 130 were convicted criminals. 60 were habitual thieves and pickpockets. 
Seven were murderers. And out of the whole 1,200, only 20 ever learned to trade. And of these, half of them learned it in prison. But let me tell you about another family, the Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards was the son of a godly family home. His father was a preacher, and before him, his mother's father. You trace the history of this man. You find that there were 400 of them. And out of that 400, 14 were college presidents. 100 were professors. 100 have been ministers of the gospel, missionaries, or Bible college teachers. And more than 100 of them were lawyers and judges. And out of the whole number, 60 have been doctors, and as many more authors of high rank, editors, or journalists. Almost every institution of any mention in the United States can trace back through its heritage to one of the members of that family. My dear, I wish I could say the same about my family tree. I wish I could go back to my father and grandfather and great-grandfather and say, look, there was a preacher or there was a man that stood for righteousness, a godly man, but I can't do that. But I have determined to do this. Beginning with this bunch, I will change that because it's within my power to do that. And if you are the fortunate one and blessed one to have had a mother, a father who was a godly person, and you can trace a heritage back and you come from good stock, I'm talking about the godly kind, then my friend, you are blessed indeed. And you carry on that line and you teach your children, and you teach your children's children about God and serving God, and you will never live to regret it. But you break that, you break that, and you have no idea how many generations to follow it will take to recapture that great tradition. I don't take that lightly. 